Tales to Astonish, an O'Hara podcast, keeping Celtic pride alive. Right, like said, it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I'm just a devil with love to spare. So Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that there were more. Well, hello and welcome, guys, to another episode of Tales to Astonish and O'Hara Podcast. Mike Schmurr back with Joe Park. Oh, Pat Clifton. And today we joined a uh, special guest. This time we got three teachers in a row now, guys. We got George Peter. George, how are you? Doing just great. Good, good. And then his son Chad is here as well. How's it going? Well, uh, I think we'll dive into... Uh, Schmer, you give the saddest <laughs> intros. What do you want me to say? It's like, ah, uh, we couldn't get to anybody better, so we have George Peter here. <laughs> I'll let you do the intros next time. I'm very excited. Joe, you gotta get your hype man game up. Something. All right, you want me to start over? Should we do it again? No, it's fine. Go ahead. No, we are very excited to have you here. Uh, the fact that we've gotten—I never knew if we'd get one teacher to come on. So the fact that we've gotten <laughs> three teachers to come on is is pretty awesome. Um, and obviously, we want to delve into uh, everybody's George Peter memories and his memories of O'Hara. But Chad just got back from Vegas, guys, and I don't know if Yikes. you follow. Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't follow Chad on Twitter, he's a he's a pretty great follow. Um, was it Spirit or here. Southwest? What did you fly? He's just it's, at Chad a, Peter, yeah. so everybody follow two D's. Chad on. Yeah, two, two D's. C H A D D P E T R. But yeah, so Chad was. Uh, it was up in the air whether or not he might even make it back for uh, the podcast tonight. So, uh, without further ado, what what happened there, Chad? Oh Lord. Well, got in Thursday. Uh, had a meeting on Friday. Got done about three, so five Central Time. And what do you have to do? You walk. You just walk and drink outside. <laughs> So that started at 3 p.m. <laughs> I got 30,000 steps in. Oh, my day. God. Um, went to a nightclub, acted like I was 22. I mean, that, you know, that Zed, that, that blast. The, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm 33, by the way. So <laughs> can't really hang. Met a guy from Russia. Met three people from Mexico City. Just acted like I was 22. You were by yourself? By, by myself, okay. which was the most dangerous thing with me. If anybody knows my history, I always need my girlfriend around to take care of me in those moments. So, But I knew this. Ramifications going into it. And I still acted like a buffoon. <laughs> and uh, so went to the nightclub. I back went to the gambling, uh, was hitting it hard, just like... What are you playing? Blackjack. Okay. And I just kept winning, quit winning, but at this point, I don't even know what time it was, and I look at my phone, and it's 6 a.m. My, <laughs> my flight's at 7.45. That's That's my impressive. flight's at 7.45 wow. at 6 a.m., so I'm at Caesars, and I just like, well, okay, we got to go. Took $500, put it in my uh, pocket. And then I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> so the story might not be as funny as it is because there's not much recollection of it. But Well, it was funny on Twitter, so okay. I think it'll be funnier. <laughs> you might have to go back and read it and give so me some memory of it. We're going to give you at least three or four more followers. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, but, 
Oh, I can read. I can read tweets individually if we want to do that, and then you can yeah. expound on what <laughs> gotcha. you remember. No, make from no, the... make him go there. Make him. Let's get it. Let's get his Twitter follow. Let's get him a blue check mark. I let's... went back to the hotel. I got an Uber. I don't remember the Uber ride, and these two freaking tricksters followed me. They must tricksters. Have been tricksters. <laughs> Never trust a double-edged trickster. And I must have been these such are females, right? Two females. Okay. Yes. Um, on my way back, I don't remember it. I was just rushing to get back. So once I got back to my hotel, went, packed up my entire room, and I got back out to get an Uber, and little did I know, they were ready to jump me in the parking lot. <laughs> they do. you just want a bunch of money. Exactly. Yeah. And so I get a fight with them. My shirt, I look like Tarzan, is ripped <laughs> to shreds. This manager comes up to me. He's trying to help me out. Later on, he just disappeared. The manager. I went and asked the hotel people. I said, where's he at? They are like, who are you talking about? I was like, this guy. They're like, we don't know who that is. I was like, this manager's trying to help me out, and he's not here anymore, so I don't get it. Can you call the cops? Meanwhile, remember, this was a star drinking at three, so yeah. very blurry. And I asked them to call the cops. And then they never came. And then all of a sudden the cops came. And when they got there, I was the one being arrested. After I asked them to call the cops. I was like, what Where the, are the Did the females gone at this point? Yes. Okay. They got in an Uber somewhere. Did what did they get, get to away, keep the money? What did they get away with? Yeah, yeah, they didn't right. get the money. Uh, yeah, that's all yeah. I needed to know. All I got was my <laughs> iPhone, money, wallet, all good. If I lost an iPhone, big bulk. But okay. hopefully the story's better. Well, the story's good, but the, your Twitter reads that... Uh, let me read it here. It says, the manager intervened and said he called the cops. Little did I know, he called the cops on me, and I was <laughs> under arrest. What the? And it says, I missed my flight, but luckily got rescheduled by the grace. The police hands were tied, but they apologized. Did you get arrested? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I was I mean, handcuffed, and they, four of them. But did you actually get charged? No. Okay. Once I was detained. <laughs> yeah, detained. Once I started telling them the stories, it all started lining up for them. A drunken okay. idiot. Two girls saw him winning at a table. <laughs> they, they hopped in his Uber. The fifth call they've had like that tonight. <laughs> Probably the same two girls. Exactly. Ah, Tiffany and Becky. <laughs> they probably um, went to O'Hara, too. That's that how this all ties together. So needless to say, you didn't, uh, you didn't make the flight. Did not make the 748 flight. I went to the hotel. I went to the airlines. Um, I took a nap for a long time, too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to the airport about 2. Uh, luckily, I had my work phone on me, and um, they weren't going to let me on the flight. They said, you have two hours to miss your flight for us to reschedule it. So I pulled out the police report, and they oh. called in. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily... Because wow. you know somebody's got a crazy story at McCarran <laughs> Airport say, right? all the time. Like they, but she the, acted like it wasn't. The, it was the first time she's heard this before. <laughs> and I was dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah. No Can one's I, ever gotten drunk and missed I've their flight in Vegas this before. Before I forget it, but uh, Shmurri, maybe you remember it. I wish Andrew was here to tell it, but Andrew actually he lost his ID one time, and he took his O'Hara yearbook to yes. the airport and used it to get through security. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. Because it had his picture and it had its name, but I'm just like... This must be pre-9-11. Anybody <laughs> could print that. Like, <laughs> well, Andrew's notorious for, for that kind of stuff, because when we, uh, shortly after 9-11, when we were in college, we traveled to New York, and I think he forgot his... Uh, wallet and had to run back home and run back to the airport and you know nearly missed the flight. We went to Seattle one time and we were going to a, a baseball game and he we go to a McDonald's to eat before we go in 
he sets his ticket on his tray, mm-hmm. and then when he goes to throw his food away, he throws his ticket away with him. So when we get to the stadium, he's got to buy a GA <laughs> ticket just so he can get in because he threw his ticket away at a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not one to talk because I lose stuff all the time, but, like, yeah, he, he's, he struggles. <laughs> but th- that was not how I expected the theology teacher's son to start off the whole era podcast. So. <laughs> to be fair, I asked, I said, is this the story you want to tell with your dad on the podcast? And you said you had no shame. No so. shame. No shame. Well, with that being said, uh, we'll we'll swing it back over uh, to George Peter. George, uh, I guess let's start with uh, where are you from? Are you from Kansas City? No, Quincy, Illinois. Quincy, Illinois. Okay. I grew up right on the Mississippi River across from Hannibal, Missouri, where most of you read about Mark Twain. Did you ever participate in like the Mark Twain contest they have there during the day? No, never did. Nope. Did you go to Quincy, Notre Dame? Yes. At that time, it was called Christian Brothers. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the high school you went to? Yeah. Okay. At that time, it was boys and girls. Yeah, it was just boys, all boys school. Okay. okay. Is that yeah. a Lasallian school? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what brings you to, where do you where do you go to college, I guess? Memphis. Memphis? Uh, CBC, okay. Christian okay. Brothers College. So you just floated Memphis. down the river. Yeah, just down the river to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Catholics and rivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of, yeah. like, St. Louis, there's a lot of Catholic cities. Yeah. Quincy's a pretty Catholic city. Oh, definitely, definitely. Germany. Yeah, I uh, I joined the brothers uh, right out of high school. Oh, okay. And that's I guess we should clarify. I guess yeah. maybe not everybody knows that or remembers it like I just yeah. did. Yeah. Um. So how long was that that you did that? Well, almost twenty years. Oh wow! Just really? shy of twenty years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. My my mother in law says I lived two lives. Yeah. <laughs> twenty years as a Christian brother and uh, my life. And so right where now. did where did you spend most of your time as a Christian brother then? Uh. Well, I taught in St. Louis and in. Wichita, Kansas, and then uh, Memphis as well. So how does that work? Is that, is that something where you get to put in a preference, or they just tell you where you're going? Uh, in the early part, they told you where you were going. Okay. And then uh, after that, they said, well, what would you like? And they tried to work it into your schedule. I got you. you know, at that time, there were always at least eight, nine brothers at, at a school. Sure. It wasn't like in recent times when yeah. we were a lot fewer. Gotcha. So what, what – uh, I guess I can probably guess, but what spurred you to, to leave that vocation? Oh, it, it would take too long. Uh, you said to yourself, someday I want to have a son who will tell an embarrassing story on the podcast. I can't do that as a brother. There you go. <laughs> now, I, you know, it, it's a long story. Um, I've often shared that with, uh, I don't know if any of you ever went on the uh, uh, retreat Kairos. Uh, Kairos. Oh, sure. And uh, I always gave a talk and kind of explained it, but okay. it takes about an hour, so sure. I don't think. Sure. But anyway, I, I did decide to leave in, in 1980, 1983. Okay. And, uh, Where do you go at that point? And at that time, I stayed in St. Louis okay. and then got married in 1984, and we lived in St. Louis for two years. Chad was a year and a half, and Kyle, my son that was born after chad uh he was uh, six months old when we picked up stakes and moved to kansas city and what brought you there um <laughs> that it was right in between um okay. my my hometown was quincy and right. her hometown was wichita oh, okay and yeah. and so it was like right in between and at that time speed limit was 55 miles an hour <laughs> and it's like take us forever to get to wichita sure. so and I interviewed at St. Pius and St. Mary's, both. Okay. And and at uh, you decided you were too okay. good for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd had the connection with the Christian brothers 
you okay. know, I knew all the people. In fact, I taught uh, Mr. Matson. I don't think oh, he yeah. was around at your time. Yeah, he know. was the principal at Regis. Yeah, for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he offered me. I, I've always been into issues like peace and justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says I, you can teach like three courses of peace and justice, and why don't you come here? And so I did. Nice. So you interviewed St. Mary's, O'Hara, and Pius. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so what year is that that you started O'Hara? Eighty six. Yeah. It's a good year. It's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, were you there? How long were you there? Uh, Eighty six to, to whatever year. I, Thirty years. Thirty years. Wow. Thirty years. Yeah. So did you leave before it was closed? Though that would have been um, before it was closed. Two years. Yeah. Two yeah, years two before. Years. I although I subbed like Demo does. You okay. know, I subbed yeah. uh, quite regularly for two years. I got gotcha. you. Nice. Yeah. And so. Um, you coached baseball, and well, I've co- well, actually, when I got there, I I started coaching soccer. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> which I knew nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> you know. How'd that go? But uh, well, it, I was JV, mm. uh, you know, and so I just you know they knew it. And I told them I didn't know much about it, you know. So sure. get out there and you know <laughs> start doodling around. Right. And, Let's do that hockey. You know. <laughs> and then Martin, uh, Mr. Martin hired me to coach track in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect O'Hara. Well, that, that that was the next sport I coached. Uh, I uh, soccer. I yeah. mean, uh, soccer and then track, and they put me in charge of discus and shot put. Oh wow. So how did, you, how did you coach discus? Not knowing <laughs> I read it farther. <laughs> I read up on a lot of, of books and things like that to get nice. It. So I did that for three years, and then in 1989, uh, they said, "Hey, we're starting baseball." So I went to Coach Montiel, and I said, "Hey, I said I've never coached baseball before, but at least I played it. You know, right. I didn't do any track or yeah. soccer, but at least I played it." About two weeks later, he comes up and he says, "Your head coach." And I went, "Oh, you're kidding!" You know? <laughs> it's like the last thing I wanted because at that time, then, well, w- my wife was pregnant, so mm-hmm. that'd be our third child. And I thought, uh, you know, with being an assistant, you don't have to be there as much as right. you know, the coach. So I uh, started the baseball thing, uh, and you know, he says, you, "You're in charge of setting up your own schedule." Ordering uniforms, all that stuff. You got to get the referee or the umpires. You got to get everything yourself. Wow. He says, "I'm not, you know, involved in any of that." Whoa! And there's no so, field. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't have field, so we we rented out Clark Ketterman. I was gonna say, yeah, was Clark Ketterman yeah. around then? That was always yeah. the home field then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we changed. You know, we got three and two later, and then, oh, really? I didn't know yeah. you guys played at three and two. I yeah. always thought you guys just played at Ketterman. Yeah. Chad, what was it like? Uh, I mean, he's your dad, so what was he like as a coach, though? Because <laughs> you played baseball for yeah, all four yeah. years, right? Yeah. yeah, I got hurt a little bit for most of it, unfortunately, wrestling with Pat. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, 2001 was a fun run. Um, we got third in state. Um, but growing up and seeing all the baseball players come through as a kid and being yeah. a bat boy, those are those are That's great awesome. stories too. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to coach? Like, how did did you just you were a teacher and so you became a coach because that's what you could do for a little extra money, or did you always want to coach? A lot of it was extra money. <laughs> 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 when I was in '86, I was making eight thousand dollars a year in uh, St. Louis. Oh wow! And my wife was pregnant twice during that time, so she couldn't work very well, and. Uh, 
when I got the job at O'Hare, I got twice as much. I started at sixteen thousand. Wow. We're rich. <laughs> <laughs> did it, but you ended up doing it for as, as long as you oh, thought, yeah, right? Yeah. So did it oh. end up being something that you really enjoyed, or oh, I'm just yeah. curious? No, I I always enjoyed it. I never had you know after that. You know, I coached baseball for the twenty plus years, and and then I got uh, Paul Dorbert left, and uh, I took over the softball program. I can't remember. So was. 2001 was that the best year in O'Hara history probably for baseball or did you guys do better than that at some point uh 99 they started out yeah. really hot yeah. probably like 15 and 0 or something wow. like that but yeah. they didn't um didn't they finish. lost in districts yeah oh, really we're, you know lost. we're something like the chiefs in a sense of like yes. we always had good teams and we we're just about there yeah and then we get knocked off yeah you know the, the hardest one I, I was thinking about this afternoon if i talked about baseball at all um the most difficult defeat was we were playing Ruskin. Mm-hmm. And Ruskin. Ruskin. I mean, they. Jack's <laughs> a little bitter still. <laughs> I mean, Ruskin really. Ruskin knew how to play baseball. If we played him during the year, we would spread him 10 run row. And we got in the game, and the guy just kept throwing these big, slow curves. You know, uh, 60 miles an hour, 50 miles oh, an hour. And we just couldn't Float do anything. It. And couldn't do it. Float it. Yeah. Rock bagger. <laughs> we really had a good team that year. And then they beat us. Now, there had been a lot of rain before the tournament. And we they, we kept getting postponed for almost two weeks. And so finally we got the game in. But they said, you got to play two games. You play. And if you win, you play the next game for the championship. Wow. Ruskin was so bad that at the end of the game that they won, they said, we're going home. We're not going to play in the championship. What? We got a concert. There's a concert tonight that we're all going to. <laughs> and our guys are sitting there. Going, I want to know what concert it was. <laughs> I don't know. What uh, year was it? I, I didn't what year, know. What year do you Mid think Mid-90s, early. Yeah. 93 to 96, somewhere yeah, around there. Somewhere it could have been MC Hammer. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that so you ended up losing. Oh, so did you win the championship by default then? No, because we lost in the out. semifinals to them. Oh, and then they got and then in they the finals. And the they just And they said, "Bye." Oh my! <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah, that's it was really tough. Bad. Oh, uh, who was like? I I think like in football, you could probably have a p- different people argue. I don't know that I could even argue. Like I could say, so who are the, some of the best volleyball players? Basketball. Oh. See, this is I what no I was going to say too. Is because last time we had Demo on, and all credit to Demo, he's too nice of a guy and didn't want to answer our questions about this. But like, let's get down to it. <laughs> Who's the best <laughs> baseball player in O'Hara history? Like, I, I'm asked that all the time. And, uh, Chad has an opinion because he was there almost the whole time. Because uh, I always took you know took he and Kyle along with me. They acted as bad boys, so they knew everybody. Sure. And uh, I've I've been asked and. A lot of times, because a number of our players went on, and and like Tim Doherty mm-hmm. uh, went on and played for the Royals. Oh wow! And like the real Royals. Like yeah. He, oh yeah. wow! And Mark uh, Nussbeck, uh, okay, yeah, he him. got all the way to AAA, and Tony Larusso, uh, he was playing for Memphis Cardinals, and Tony Larusso said to him, "Mark, next guy gets hurt on the pitching staff, you're coming up to the majors." Never happened. The next day, he threw he <gasps> rotator. <cut>. Oh. <laughs> so he was almost there. Um, and my son Kyle, he made it up to Double A. Yeah. So the, we had we've had quite a few players, um, but at the same time, I think one of my best players ever was Jeff Bird. Jeff Bird. Kenny Bird's brother. Yeah, really. Jeff came in as a, a catcher, but his freshman year, we had Ryan Foster, who was Tremendous player, catcher, really good. And uh, 
So I put Jeff at third base, and as a freshman, he dominated statistics. I mean, he was so good. Wow. You know, and eventually he worked his way and, and was a catcher, and he was he got. I don't think he got a ride, but he he went to Mizzou, and he said after the first year, he says, "I'm burned out." Oh, really? That's yeah. all. Yeah. No more. You hear a lot of that. That's what happened to Mike too. <laughs> 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 I didn't even make it there. Before I even made it there. Like your seven Coach yard wanted touchdown. me to play offense yeah. and defense. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, this school's in Leavenworth. I, I didn't realize that. Never mind. <laughs> what was? It? I mean, it must have been one of the joys of your life. I would imagine coaching your son in high school baseball, and then he gets drafted. You got drafted out of high school, right? No. Well, well when did yes, Kyle he did. get drafted? Yes. yes, he did by the Red Sox way down like 47th round. They don't even have it anymore. That's 47 yeah, rounds but, higher yeah. than I got. <laughs> Anyone in this room and, right there uh, today? But then he went on and went to Cloud County and played there for two years and then went to Washburn. And at the end of his junior year at Washburn, he was drafted 36. Somewhere around 36 there. round. Not uh, so bad. It, you move up, what, 11 or 20? Yeah, I don't even yeah. remember what the first round uh, was. He, he was very – I mean, we were very excited for it. In fact, we went to a, a, quite a few of his games when we could. So how long did he play pro ball for then? Drafted in seven, retired in 11, I 11, think. 11, like four or five years. But he, he got hurt yeah. and then rehabbed and came back and got hurt again. And it w- it was really tough once you get once you your shoulder you know yeah and he could not uh, he was playing center field and and when he finally decided to give it up he uh, he he could hardly throw the ball back oh, to the end oh jeez yeah. yeah what he, uh, what teams did he play for Detroit he was in the Detroit system mm-hmm. yeah this may, this may be like an incredibly inappropriate question and if it is you can yell at me and I'll just cut it out but uh, what, what kind of do you get a signing bonus if you're, if you're in the thirty sixth round and what does yeah. it look like. Uh, twenty five thousand. Right, you know, hey, not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, not bad that's like four. What? How many years of teaching <laughs> in St. Louis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> uh, but you know, the pay pay for the year was eleven thousand oh, dollars in, wow. in the minors. Oh man, wow! And they kind of just keep that salary low yeah. so that you're hungry, that you want to yeah. do better. But you know, and then when you get home in October. You gotta go find. You know, a job. then you got to find a job, and yeah, you can yeah. only find a part-time job because yeah. you have to go back in February, March. Yeah. So it's they they keep you hungry. What about you, Chad? Either the best player you saw as a bad boy or played with. <laughs> you agree? Is it uh, is it Bird or is it somebody else? Uh, it it would it would probably be Bird. Uh, Tim Jordy was a little earlier, probably ninety three ish. He was really good. Went to Rockers. Um, but that 0-1 run, Brian Bochcora probably had the best season yeah. I've ever seen. Oh, he, really? he couldn't get out. He, I think he hit 500 that year, and, and we played some tough. Was he juicing? <laughs> <laughs> and he went on to play in college. That's not enough. Uh, didn't he? I think he played football. Did he played football. Said, I thought maybe punted. I knew he punted, but I, didn't, um, I thought maybe he played baseball. Yeah. Too. But that team had Paul Hyatt, Pete Askew. I mean, yeah. the year we went 500, but then we just went on a run at the end. I mean, we couldn't get stopped. So, yeah. did Brandon Tolliver really hit a home run on his first at bat? Someone told me that the other no, day. Not. He DH for me. I was yeah. that bad of a hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Senior year, I got DH for by Brandon. But no, he hit some light. He hit some home runs that hit the light pole. Yeah, at three two. Yeah. Very, that I was mean, a cool stadium. Yeah, I mean, was cool. that was a cool place to play. Who well, I ended up actually coaching for Pembroke Hill. Their coach came in, Jeff Diskin, works for the Royals now in uh, development, and they're uh, 
Hispanic players. Um, but they came in, and we had that field after Clark Ketterman, and they dropped their Pembroke Hill bag of money and kicked us and Rockers out, and they oh, had really? that field yeah. to themselves Which three and two? This again, sorry? This three. Pembroke Hill. Pembro- I ended up helping him coach. But there are they, two fields no, right there, Which field, they? though? Which, this the is, main one oh, at three and two. At, oh, at three yeah, and two. Yeah, okay. the one you see right off the, the – yeah. yeah. um, not the highway. Okay. The Thanks, road. Pembroke. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, I guess that's something else we can get into is, Chad, you kind of have a unique O'Hare experience. You kind of almost had a second life as a, as a coach with softball and stuff, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, like I said, Mike Martin needed a body, needed an adult. An adult. <laughs> I was 22. Should not have been to I need somebody who can drive the van. <laughs> exactly. what, did that, what did that pay? Anything? Um, assistance at O'Hare got 1500 for, what, three months? Yeah. You head coaches got 2500 mm-hmm. Is that about right? Yeah. Um, I made more than that in the one season of wrestling in Shawnee Mission West exactly. okay. <laughs> as a, the, like, the lowest assistant. Exactly. Yeah. Pembroke Hill, I think, paid me five. Yeah, so. that's crazy. Did you coach softball? For some reason, that's yeah, that's my how head. I, okay. After, so obviously track was just a right. year. They could find somebody. But then uh, Miss Haggerty, who was uh, the women's basketball coach, um, the she got offered the women's head soccer coach as well, and okay. he was his assistant. Obviously, she couldn't coach three sports in a year, so uh, him and Laura Eagle asked me to come on, and um, we had a really good team that first year. I really got into softball uh, with that. We had Patrice Jackson who went on to San Diego State, which oh, is nice. a wow. stud. Yeah. So you can find on YouTube some videos. Um, I really got me into the sport, and then a year after I had coached softball, um, a baseball one opened up. So for, for a couple of years, um, I coached baseball as well. And I think one of your questions down the road, I'll probably get into why okay. I can't coach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, did you coach with – did you guys coach yeah. together? Yeah. yeah, both of them. Oh, yeah. wow. Nepotism. Nepotism. <laughs> or did you prefer coaching your son with your sons or coaching your sons? Oh. Depends on which son. Did you guys like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did you guys like butt heads over like where Bachacora should bat in the lineup and stuff like that? <laughs> That's an actual 100% story. The lineup in a Bachacora definitely involved an argument between me, Miss Eagle, and him, and he played moderator. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, well, I, I, guys, this is uh, um, what is this? Who do we have on? We had Miss uh, Han, or not Miss Hanway. We had uh, Miss Wright. Miss Wright, right. and we had Demo. Both teachers that i never had i think i had george my senior year but uh there's a long list of uh illustrious o'hara teachers that it seems like i never had or or briefly had so if you guys have uh i had you george junior Peter year stories go ahead you said earlier you were into um social justice yeah. and that and i remember that vividly from your class and the thing i remember that I don't know if you guys remember from class was the monopoly game oh, yeah. you guys did and yeah. it was a game so we were talking it was I can't remember exactly what unit it was, but we played Monopoly, and so we had all those Monopoly boards, but no one got um, the same amount of money. Like, okay. you got a card that said you're a working mom, single, you get 1500 bucks, and then you're off. And then you have another one, like, you just have Buku bucks and everything. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was about equity and empathy and equality, and that was, wow. it was something that stuck with me, even now, yeah. as working in a Catholic education, I still think about that. So what was the origin of that? Were you just, like, have a great idea to play Monopoly one day, or...? <laughs> I always what tried happened? to figure out, you know, what are some things to do other than lecture or, you know, discussion that. And, and if you can do something that's a lot of fun and at the same time learn, uh, that was just kind of my philosophy. Do you remember how long you did that game for? Was it like towards the end, in the middle, like just forever? I, 
Uh, forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. Forever and yeah. ever. Yeah. Did you guys ever do that? It vaguely sounds familiar, I, I, but I, I can't remember for sure. I, was that Would that have been a senior year Junior. Junior. Okay, yeah, because for some reason I've, it sticks out in my head that I had you uh, senior year, but I don't remember what class it would, uh, religion, obviously. But Every once in a while, um, for the most, for 10 of the years, that was the only class I taught. And oh, okay. Then, and as the years went on and the numbers were going down in the school, yeah. then I started teaching both uh, sophomores and seniors and as well as I guess that's the junior I, class. I guess we should narrow it down a little bit as far as like religion is pretty, or theology is pretty broad. Like what was the actual names of the classes, I guess, that you that you taught? Well, that one was called Peace and Justice. Peace and Justice, okay. Yeah. And, then, and then, like I said, that was the main one. But okay. I did teach... Um, scripture okay and uh, lifestyles okay uh, what was your favorite oh peace and justice, peace and justice. Okay. how did you get yeah. involved with that i mean like you said I, you got to teach kind of what it, you wanted so how did that become your your jam um in the brothers we took a vow called poverty um service to the poor through education i think all catholic teachers take that vow <laughs> 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 And uh, in I in, in most of the brother schools are middle class schools like O'Hara, and and I thought that's not really living up to that vow, and so uh, I moved from Kansas City, or excuse me, from Wichita, moved to St. Louis, and I worked in uh, poor neighborhoods, and I lived for you know three four years, and uh, so I was. You know, in tune with that, and then when I left the brothers, I was teaching GED uh, and worked in a uh, prison in St. Louis. Uh, what was that I, like? I guess I should say jail because they were all uh, they hadn't had their trial. Gotcha. Were you doing like missionary work in the jail, or what kind of? No, no, GED, GED oh, work GED in the jail. Work. Yeah, oh, yeah. That so, had to be. Oh yeah, some stories there. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, I, I remember the story. My. Uh, I'd come home, and my wife would ask me how it went, and I says, I met the nicest guy. Uh, I don't know why he's in there. She'd look him up. You, know? you don't want to know. <laughs> and, then, and, and then about three days later, there was a newspaper article. This guy had ki- kidnapped a woman from after a Cardinal game, took her to an abandoned building. Was she a Cardinal fan? This is an important <laughs> detail. <laughs> oh, he's a Cardinal fan? Yeah. Quincy, Illinois. Oh, no. <laughs> and, we'll forgive uh, it. We'll forgive it. Stan music. Anyway, he kept her there, kidnapped her, kept her, raped her, and killed her. Oh, my God. And I went, oh, my God, I'm a poor judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was going to say that I didn't ever have you, uh, but being a poor, you might be the only teacher, which that's not surprising, but I don't know that you ever gave me a detention, and you might be the only teacher at O'Hara who taught <laughs> during my time that didn't. And didn't give, give you a detention. Yeah. I, be honest with you, I was not good about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, clearly, you were a very Depending judgment. on your perspective, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, well, O'Hara like, was a LaSallean school, and I think when I went to school there, I really had no concept of what that meant, but that generally meant that it was to serve the poor. Isn't that the point behind a... Or taking that a step further, the disadvantaged, the intellectually challenged, and, and that that's, why yeah. that's, yeah. I, you know, that's why I got it. Yeah. That's why I got it. It's like you you're know. talking about Pat right here. <laughs> Good night. Um, I guess I'm curious because I don't. I look around the Kansas City metropolitan area, and I don't see a Catholic school that's, you know, playing to that audience anymore. 
um, and there was obviously the Sal De La Sal was a Lasallian school, I would assume. Right. Okay. So are those are would you are is that leaving the Catholic education? Are there less and less schools that are doing that across the board, or is uh, that just here? Depends on what city you're at. Uh, Chicago, for example, and St. Louis, they have a number of schools now that the brothers open. Uh, the schools are mainly run, run by lay people, but they opened them. Uh, oh, what's the name of them? Uh, the San Miguel schools, okay. and they're all over the country now, and they are specifically geared towards junior high age kids, and and to, they feel that that is a real prime area that we have to attack in terms of, uh, you know, if you wait any longer, kids will lose interest in school, and so they've got a number of those now. None in Kansas City, though. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, I, I am curious, like so, so St. Michael's isn't exactly, I mean, the point was to go to Lee Summit and probably go to an area and service an area that hasn't been serviced, but um, was it, was there an active like choice to say, well, because they basically did pull a school out of one demographic and put it in a starkly different one. Was that purposeful? Yes. Um, the way I understand it is that it's right at the center of the Catholic population of the Kansas City metropolitan area, okay. Okay. Missouri side. Mm-hmm. And I that, was just, the reason I ask is if, if, like, if that was part of your calling, if you felt like you to serve disadvantaged people or underprivileged people, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the new school that's opening isn't going to do that. Maybe that's would be you know not incentivize you to want to still be a part of it. Definitely. Um, it, it was a, a deciding factor, for example. Well, you know, I was turning 70 when I retired, so I needed to retire. That's a good enough <laughs> excuse. <laughs> yeah, right? I needed to retire. You want $6,000 a year. <laughs> you got to work till you're 70. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. But part of it also was, I mean, well, put it this way. It still is a very difficult thing for a lot of people, not just me, that they moved out of O'Hare yeah. and the mm. present location. Mm. A lot of people were very, very upset with it. And it was, you know, like I haven't had anything to do with uh, St. Michael's. You know, I, I chose not to sub there. Um, and it's just hurt feelings, gotcha. basically. Sure. And I had a couple of questions, Mike. No, go ahead. Mind. No, I mean, no, no. I mean, and, and you talked about – you know, you don't have to dive into why you left the Brotherhood, but uh, I, and we did mention Mr. Martin a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it unique that we had two former uh, brothers that were teaching at O'Hara? I mean, what is it like to be a brother and then not be a brother, but still be Catholic and involved in Catholic? And then Margaret Herringer too was well, she a brother, but announced. she was. And also, yeah. here's the other: as in, the only non-parishioner around the table. What do you say Wrong. when people are uh, who? Uh, okay, okay. I was well, current anyway. <laughs> at O'Hare, I was a non-parishioner yeah. uh, too, so completely was never in the cloth. But uh, how do you describe what a brother is to people? Because I say like a JV priest, and I don't know yeah. what else. To I was going to ask the exact same question, and uh, to piggyback sort of off it, like also like you decide you have this vocation to serve the church. What is it that you go? Well, I'm going to be a brother I'm, instead of a priest. Like, what's the what's the deciding factor? At least from your perspective, there as well. When I was in high school, like I said, we had uh, nine Christian brothers who were teaching at my school, and five of them were fairly young in their 20s and early 30s, and they were coaching. They were doing. It really appealed to me, you know, that I give my life to this uh, religious order, 
and uh, that's what I wanted to do. Did you have any family who were in the religious orders at all, or were you? Just uh, I had two family? aunts who were nuns. You know. But so what, you, but you, so you, what you, is it that's not like? Why did you choose that and not a priest? Oh, what can you well, do differently, yeah, I guess? Or well, what's the difference and uh, why did you like one over the other? A, a lot of people asked me when I joined the brothers, they said, why don't you go all the way and be a priest? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a different definition of going all the that, way. Like all the, all so, the way? <laughs> was Pat right? Is it like a GP yeah. priest? I gotta... <laughs> no. Um, no yeah. The founder, uh, St. John Baptist, was uh, he when he founded the brothers – uh, he had a group of men that he was training to be teachers who who were wanting to work with kids. And uh, one of them uh, wanted to become a priest, and he died. And De La Salle took that as a sign from God that the brothers would be just dedicated to teaching. Okay. And they wouldn't mm. be distracted. Unlike those wanting... snarky Jesuits, we can do it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Weird how that proliferates through the generations and the yeah. cultures between yeah. a couple of Catholic schools. And, and that they would always live in a community, and they would have the support of the other brothers. That was kind of the idea behind it. Because the job that when he found back in the 1600s, it was tough, you know, and mm-hmm. tough times, you know. Like the teachers were just as poor as the kids, Yeah, you know. And <laughs> you saying that as though it's different. <laughs> we, we push that button a lot. But I feel like we can still push it. So what powers, like, forgive me I'm, as a lapsed Catholic here, what, what powers were bestowed to you that, that maybe a priest had that, or what powers were bestowed on a priest that maybe you didn't have? Could you, could you bless communion and the like wine and that kind of stuff? Like and stuff? No, we were not involved in any of the Okay, I was going to say, because I remember Brother Doug, we would, before, uh, in the summer times, we would have football camp and we would have... Brother Doug come in and he would do a short little mass every day before football camp and he was able to administer the communion but I don't but I oh. I was under the impression that he hadn't actually you know blessed it well, all, yeah. all, pe- all lay people can become Eucharistic ministers right and right. so he became okay. a Eucharistic that's minister. all it was but that wasn't true like of all the brothers is if you chose it. If you chose it. Were you okay. required yeah. to visit people in their college campuses and give them an eight by ten photo of yourself? <laughs> that, that's probably why I got out of it. It's like this driving is getting to me. <laughs> no, Brother Doug was unique about that, you know. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta call him out. I don't know if he'll listen to this or not. I sent him the link to the Anne Wright episode. And oh, yeah. I, I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you on. I know if you're ever you travel a lot, if you're ever in town, we'd love to have you in the studio. If not, you know, we can probably Skype you in or whatever and he goes, I sat here listening, just fascinated, but I'm not ready to commit to an episode yet. I was like, it's really not a commitment, but okay, but what do I, I need uh, to do? He came to visit Trent Spinsky and Scott Bolzinius in college. I just happened to be at their house, and they had this circle drive. And uh, I was like, oh, God, Brother Doug's here. I better go. And so I get out in the circle drive, and I go to leave, and I go to back out, and I backed into his car. <laughs> so he's like, ah, oh, that Clifton's there. Did he I'm walk you around the neighborhood out. and talk to you? No, I had to call the insurance, got it all taken care of. Yeah, so. he, we, uh, he used to give out pictures to everybody that he came to visit in college, and I remember, I think it was our sophomore year, Drury, Andrew had a house, and... Uh, uh, you'd go to get a beer out of the fridge, and that's where they'd put Brother Doug's picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, um, does anybody else have any other questions well, I, they want to get into? I, or? I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I had the. I want to make you answer it. What was it like being a brother, leaving the, um, staying involved in Catholic education after leaving the Brotherhood? Okay. What was it like while I was in the Brotherhood? No, no. After, what was after, it like to leave after, and after. still be a Catholic? Oh, and and still be in Catholic education, really? Yeah. 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 Well, obviously. <laughs> was there a sense of like I failed when you left, or oh. was it, or I mean, or did were you like, no, I'm definitely glad I left. 
it took me, I, I went on a 30-day retreat yeah. down in uh, southern Texas, and you didn't talk. You know, wow. There was a number of people there. You came together for a meal, but you didn't talk. You know, you just, you'd meet in the morning with a spiritual director, and they'd give you a few tasks that you had, and, and you'd do that for the rest of the morning, and in the afternoon you'd exercise and do some manual labor work and things like that, in the evening for more meditation. And uh, I did that for 30 days trying to come up with a decision because I, you know, do I want to stay and commit the rest of my life to the brothers or do I want to leave? And it, it, I went back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a long story. And, sure, I understand. But, I, you know, I finally, when I made the decision, it was pretty tough because uh, I went home. My mom at the time was in her 80s and, uh, you know, she'd always had, you know, my son, the Christian brother, you right. know, kind of put me up on a pedestal there. And uh, and she still saw me. I was 37. She still saw me as a 17, 18-year-old who left to go to college. So that's kind of where I stopped in her mind. So here she is in her early 80s, and I said, Mom, Mom, I'm leaving the Christian Brothers. And she says, well, what am I going to do? I, I can't go out and get a job to support you. <laughs> I said, Mom, I'm 37. I got a master's degree. I think I can handle things. <laughs> but it was tough on her, and it was tough for me. To, it took me a long time to get up the courage to tell her because, you know, I knew she'd be disappointed. But, you know, she overcame that. and and uh, So anyway, then I started my new life, and... Got married a year later and uh, started having children right away. Had yeah, four boys left. in six years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. four boys in six years. Yeah. Wow. So it was. Which one do you wish was a girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's Chad. Jordan. Loved it. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Loved all four girl. boys. <laughs> Loved, you, got, you got two. Finally got two grandchildren. Two. Daughter. Two uh, female grandchildren. There you go. There you go. There you go. Joe, you look like you had something. Yeah, so I'm going to call you a bit on the carpet about um, this commitment to serving the underserved. Because a couple of things. Senior year, um, our senior year, 2002, we had the soccer banquet at the Peters house. Or soccer at the Peters house. Yes. And I was like, okay, cool. Go to the Peters house. And um, it was at 39th and Charlotte. <laughs> and I did not recall ever being there as a teenager. So I'm like, okay. And so we get off the Charlotte, or 39th Street, exit 71. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> but then we get there and then we, we, I, I can't, we have to call it the Peter estate. We roll into this house and there's just like, I think it had six stories as I remember as a <laughs> wow. senior. It might've been like two, but it felt like six. So we go in and it's this wonderful old house at 39th and Charlotte. Is that where you guys moved when you came here from no. St. Louis? No, we moved into a house a half a block away from Rockhurst uh, University, University. Mm -hmm. and uh, I had called Mark Matson. I said, "Hey, we're moving. I got this huge van. I don't know anybody here. Can you help us?" He said, "Yeah." He says, "I'll get Demo to get six <laughs> football players to come in <laughs> on a Saturday morning and help you." So Demo pulls up and he says, "My God, I can't believe this house." This is where my grandparents lived. No! Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was just perfect. Well, we lived there for half a year, uh, and uh, they were building in uh, on 40th and Virginia. There was a block that all the houses had been torn down because they were you know, falling down, falling mm -hmm. apart. And uh, neighborhood housing services uh, were building houses, 
and we could get a brand new house for sixty-five thousand dollars. Wow! And uh, so, brand new, and wow. uh, you know, they, you know, they had small bedrooms and all that, but it, the whole block, and we had kids galore on our block. You know, they just you know, like Chad and Kyle and and then Jordan and Travis all played outside, and every children everywhere. It was great from that point of view, but it, but as they got older. The rooms were smaller and smaller, <laughs> it seemed like. Yeah. And so then uh, we said, hey, we're going to move. we got to start looking. And uh, a lady put an offer down on our house, and we said, we got to make this decision pretty quickly. And all of a sudden, this house on 39th and Virginia, huge. <laughs> it, it seems like six stories. It's only three <laughs> floors. There, there are literally six different levels in the house wow. and, uh, and, and it, it is pretty hogwartsish in my mind i, I, I recall it, it as being like that yeah. i didn't and, experience and then, this house how many bedrooms uh six bedrooms whole and and then it has a swimming pool what and it was like you know and it, it was going a, a guy who's rehabbing thing re, rehabbing things was moving to omaha and he wanted to get rid of it quickly wow and we got a real good deal with it. you and your wife should have gone out of town more when we were in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever go there <laughs> not for that oh. purpose but man i wish i had you know? i won't ask but i'm sure there were many no. different parties there. i have vegas stores at 33 not 16 <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we still go out of town <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, before we get into Give Me Five, does anybody have anything else? Chad, you too. You got anything else you want to, before I start asking you questions here? George, I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes uh, previous to this. Chad, I think you have. We have five questions that uh, we ask everybody, so it'll take us a little bit here because I'm going to ask you both. But Chad, we'll start with you. Uh, What's your favorite O'Hara memory? I've thought about this. I I don't have a favorite memory. I mean, the baseball run. Sure. Um, the game to go to state, we had practice to play right before the gate, and then extra innings. You know, it was my play. Yeah. Um, Who are you guys playing? Carney. We okay. got up seven nothing in like two innings. They just trickled back, trickled back, and they won, and came back and got us. And then um, in extra innings, we had a runner on first and third, and the runner on third just takes off for home. They're down one, and the pitcher has to throw it to me at second base, and then I throw it to Kenny Bird at home, and we get him out. And go to state wow. so that was pretty fun oh, wow. that was yeah. a fun moment but the soccer teams oh, i mean joe park's goal i mean that was <laughs> <laughs> the goal where was i i missed this game you know, i'm at 70 everyone else run. knows yeah. where we happen <laughs> i know i missed this and i hate joe it. park's got I mean, your seven yard run yeah. pats you know mr o'hara chip tooth moment those, <laughs> are, those are my fate three moments of you guys but the soccer teams i've never been on teams where we stepped on the field when you were going to win I, that was so fun. I mean, we all we got second my junior year, yeah. third my senior year. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Watch my brothers kick ass on the wrestling mat. They dominated yeah. kids from you know six to ten. So that was that was really fun. But it has to be. I thought about this. It has to be all the people that I met. Yeah. It has to. Be, I mean, you people can make fun of us for doing a podcast. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But like O'Hara is special. It it's, really is. It's, it's different. Yeah. Um, you know, my buddy Ryan passed away this year and went to O'Hare. It's like, I, I said it at his wake, I said, my parents always said, Chad, you made the best friends. And I was like, well, that's because the parents that raised us made us be those people. And O'Hare is such a small and unique thing. It's not high school. It's not, you know, just like high school. It's more than that. And yeah. so I really thought about that. That's what I will always come down with me and, and why you guys still do this today. And 
why I'm still friends, why we right. have still friends from where. I mean, I have my girlfriend and, and people I work with, they're like, you still talk to people from high school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the same way. So many people, a majority of people I know are just like, oh, I hated high school. And I'm just like, I had the exact opposite experience. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. So that that's, I, I, I wish I could say it was a run, a, a win here, a lot, whatever. It's, it, just it, it's, it's the people. Yeah. No, the yeah. people. Yeah, the people. Yeah. Georgia, I mean, imagine, you know teaching all of your children has to be up there but is there anything that sticks out as a favorite o'hara memory for you i kind of had the same thoughts as chad did um you know there were a number of of years that um i experienced that well put it this way after about 10 years i thought okay uh i'm in my 50s early 50s maybe i need to change and do something else you know and then i thought about it and I thought, well, where else can I go and experience community with the faculty that we had, which was tremendous. You know, I, I always enjoyed it. In fact, um, we get together still about once a month. That's what Ann said. Anybody, yeah, I saw that picture anybody on wants Facebook. To get, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. And it's just, you know, the, the, you know so I had that experience of, of having the support of a community. And then the students, I, I just like, were so down to earth, you know, and, and so diverse. Uh, and then when the um, uh, program for uh, children who or special needs, when that program started, you know, it, it was just so tremendous to be able to see all the people who were, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And then I don't know if you, if you were part of the TAP program, Teens Acting for Peace. Um, I think I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, I ran that program for about 10 years where – uh, students would go to the end of the grade school and teach uh, how to act nonviolently, how to um, be forgiving and how to be you know, just kind. And, uh, and the students would have to do that. And so it was like I had that challenge that I was given to them and that they were taking another step further. Um, those kinds of things. Uh, and I went, I, I can't give this up. You know, and furthermore, I can't give up the three months that we're off during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and two-week two Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those odd generator days were never a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, no, those were great. So, I, like I said, it's yeah. it, it's kind of just the whole package that was just, you know, so important. I got to talk to you guys about those lunches you guys have where you get the teachers together because I saw mm-hmm. Mr. Hardy was, in the la- was at the last mm-hmm. one. And I know Joe and I would both probably enjoy getting him on so yeah we Me too feed. i need to know why i was the only guy you got to see in his class <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he i know he's on facebook but he's never active on there so i need like a phone number or something and see if he uh although he'll probably think i'm uh jimmy cook or whatever when I call it still him. works <laughs> whatever works he'll still come on um <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right chad so uh we'll, we'll pass over on your dad on this one uh what was your biggest o'hara crush chad dang <laughs> And let's let's. Can you dish a little bit? Can you be a little bit juicy? Because everybody's been boring yeah, with this question. Yeah, Demo didn't give up much too. I thought he'd give a little more to the St. Michael's saga and throw some dirt out, but he chose a different path. I mean, I just wasn't an adult back then. I, I mean, I didn't. I Did you didn't date go, much at all? Not at all. I mean, yeah. I had crush. I mean, Did you go to dances. Oh yeah, I went to every dance. Okay, but it wasn't. 
but nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, it would probably be Mary Ruth Eggender. Okay, if remember her. Is she in your class? Um, she's in my class. Okay. She's out in L.A. She might be coming to my wedding, so we'll see oh, what yeah. happens if that <laughs> deters the wedding. <laughs> You're hoping she'll your any objections? Yeah, no. Come on, Mary Ruth. <laughs> we had a we had a pretty good looking class though, but I wish I could be steamer. But there's I just wasn't into it back then as much. No, you know? I, hear you. I hear you. Yeah, he wasn't into chicks in high school. <laughs> <laughs> We're believing that. That's one. why we wrestled together. <laughs> Uh, I might have been Carlos Torres' biggest crush. Really? I might have been. Yeah. He He basically made me his prison bitch for two seasons. (laughs) When he needed a pillow, I had to lay down so he could lay on my stomach. And you can't say no to Carlos Torres. Why why did he want to do it just with you? You have to ask him. We're going to have to get him on. Uh, I might answer that question. Yeah, go ahead. Because I know my wife will be listening to this. I say, dear... I only have eyes for you. <laughs> I was I, I wasn't even gonna ask. I wasn't even gonna put you in that position. Speaking you know? of Miss Peter, she made uh, Mrs. Peter. I guess I should say uh, she made the best enchiladas for our wrestling banquet one year. Oh, yeah. I remember. So shout out. Her name's <laughs> Mrs. Chad Peter. Is her real name. And she wanted to come tonight. And oh, I was like, that would have been fantastic. No, I said no. Chad she, she, She's throwing too much shade at St. Michael. And, what? And, no. And I said, we don't enough. care about that. She said there's not enough microphones. She's like I'll just sit there and not talk. Go, have you ever done that in your entire <laughs> life? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be somebody that balances out George's, you know, kind of, you know, zen. Yeah, yeah. Zen. centeredness. Right. There's somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, well, all right, Chad, we'll go, we'll stick with you here and uh, we'll do funniest O'Hara moment. You seemed like you had a story you wanted to tell earlier or something for one of these questions. I don't know if Oh, I thought we were talking not. about Vegas. No, um, funniest, I'd say there are two. Uh, the envious is the Mr. Ebel bracket story did anybody hear about that no well no. pat knows about the three ring circus bracket oh, i that ran dude, under that was so i ran a great fun. bracket you mean like ncaa yeah i still yearn for that bracket like i need I, to go back i've tried to recreate it i, I can't no the internet the internet took over but like, <laughs> the internet ruined it <laughs> tom mcguire and demo would sign up as like shirley jones and oh like, i didn't know there were teachers with aliases <laughs> oh, in that yeah. bracket aliases. <laughs> okay. how much how much part. for a bracket so i liked i like multiple bucks. brackets okay but it was five dollars and then it was three for ten. So if you bought okay. two, you got a third one for free. Right. The real genius of Chad's bracket, though, <laughs> was that the way that he up, he rewarded upsets. And I have carried the way your upsets. So, like, if a 12 beats a five, you get the difference. You get seven points plus oh, whatever the round right. is worth. Oh. I have fought tooth and nail. Damn. For your for that upset point, every single time I, I do brackets, and it pisses people off. But to this day, if I'm going to be in a bracket pool, it's got to happen. Exactly, that they'll yeah. just do chalk if you yeah. don't. Yeah, so give incentivize people. But um, so we're in class, and we don't have enough time to talk about Mr. Ebel. Very unique character, and he's at his chalkboard just chalk chalk chalking up. And David Walburn, my best friend, is like final hour to fill out these brackets. So he's got his desk, and he's got multiple brackets out, and he's making a lot of ruckus. These papers are making noise. <laughs> The chalk stops, and he drops his pen. He goes over to David's desk and starts waving all these brackets around, crumples them up, goes over to our gallon, oh, gallon, 10-gallon, I don't even know how much, uh, waistbands, throws them in the trash, 
gets in the trash can, starts jumping up and down, stomping these brackets to show his disgust with what you were doing while he was doing chemistry. Oh, that's great. That's pretty impressive because he was a big sports fan. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And not not a small man either. No, no. Seven feet tall. That's like a a 40 or 50 gallon trash can that he's jumping in there now. And so wow. I was on the floor just dying laughing. I didn't care. I never got one so, attention, Pat. You probably got more attention in one day than I got in four years. But uh, I just couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing. So you're responsible for people's money at that point. What do you do like when all their brackets get thrown in the trash? I do not remember that. But there's, I, it might have just been David's brackets. Oh, uh, okay. The other you. one was the generator story. You know, we got to let out at one. I played second base, but I didn't hit. And I played two out of three games. So when Paul Hyatt pitched, I didn't have to play. When Pete and uh, Phil Roeder pitched, I played second base. Well, it was my day off. Well, what do we all do on those days? We went to CeCe's Pizza and got unlimited oh, buffet. No. <laughs> so I challenged Brad Freeman to oh, a pizza that's a eating. Mistake. Well, back then I was 120 pounds, you know, soaking yeah. wet, much different than today. And I had unlimited metabolism. I yeah. mean, I'd go into wrestling uh, practice with a Coke and a, a Snickers, and they would just hate <laughs> me. My first license was 4'11", 88 pounds. I mean, it didn't matter. So I ate, I think, 22 slices, and Brad ate 21. Oh. So then when we go to the game, like we're playing baseball game versus Carney, I had to play, right? right? Nah, something happened with Paul's arm. He's not pitching. I have to play now. (laughs) Literally just there, just soaking on the bench. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Thank the gods the rain came down and the game was canceled. (laughs) That's amazing. George, uh, anything that sticks out? Funniest? Yeah. It could have been much different, but I don't know if you knew. I drove the bus for all softball games for all the, I think I did know that, yeah. the wrestling I uh, did that too in baseball well and I don't remember what season it was but I went out put the key in the ignition and turned it on I tried to put the key in the ignition it was it was a wrong key <laughs> and I went somebody you know mixed up with the keys and all that so I went back inside and Found found the keys and I was mad at whoever drove the bus before me because I didn't put the key, right keys back. Got there, you know the pad that the bus sat on. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Back okay. dock. It's the bus is gone. <laughs> Who took it? And I looked down. Well, Miss Setzer always left school right about three o'clock, and she pulled out of her parking space the bus. Had I when I started it, it, it didn't have a park. You started in neutral, and I never took oh, it out wow. of neutral. The bus rolled right between two cars, didn't you? <laughs> oh, no. one. And then it went on down, and it. I was gonna say, did it go down that hill? It yeah. went down that hill. Oh my so god! You knew. Oh. And this is at like three. What what we get out of school at ten to three? Yeah. This is like at three o five. So oh, there oh, were god. people around. It went right through perfectly. There were no cars in the second row. In the third row, there was somebody who had a car that had had a wreck before, and the bus went right into that, and that's the only damage it did. They oh, didn't man. Even, wow. No. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Perna. Wow. Is that Nick, Nick Perna? Nick Perna's car. But 
you didn't say it exactly right. The, you know, right where that hill was, that's where the teachers parked. So yeah. going down the hill, the first one is where it missed. Yeah. Yeah. Just wow. perfectly. Just perfectly right in between the two. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Another kind of funny incident was we got at our – when we played for the quarterfinals of the state tournament, we had a tornado in the area. And so they stopped. They didn't even start the game. They said, "Go back to your hotel room, and wait for us." Well, they had to die get the, there. The tornado will find yeah, you there. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a call. We went back and played the game at like ten thirty. We started the game at night. Wow. Well, went to get in the bus, and the starter stuck, and it would not start. Oh. It's an old bus. Well, a lot of the people were really angry that we had to, that I had to drive first of all as the coach, and that that we use that old bus to take them there because most people, most teams, they would get these big Greyhound buses. buses yeah. uh, and here we are driving the old rickety school bus. So anyway, um, I called back to school, and uh, Mr. Bowman came the next day for the third-place game, and, and we won that third-place game. And I had to set a keys, and I walked up to him. Oh, here's your bus. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped it in his hand and just walked away. <laughs> You figure it out. <laughs> All right, Chad. Uh, present company excluded. Then, who was your favorite O'Hara teacher? That's hard not to say him. Sorry, yeah. that's hard not to say him. But um, <laughs> Elbow was great. Uh, I think Pat was great. Mr. Hammond was pretty. Oh, oh Paul yeah. Hammond, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And it, he wasn't there that long, but I feel like no. he'd be the answer for most people yeah. that had him in that I, time frame. I think uh, he left my senior year after my senior year. And I had him for a good topic, like current events. See, that's what we had him for, too. Our our senior year was 9-11, and so that that class started out as one thing. And then it became like, let's just read Newsweek and read all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. So, yeah. That helped. I mean, I think we were the the sniper at the time in D.C., but – so I was very fascinated by that. So that might help. But he was just down to earth. He was cool. I mean, Miss Hannaway was awesome, political, our American government. Um Mr. Ebel, I hated chemistry, but I did not entertain every day yeah. by going to his class and yeah. his algorithms and you know, water is an arena, it's just like Kemper Arena or Gilbert Arenas. That's an Ebel line. That's an Ebel line, 100% sober as fuck. We got it, but I, I hope against hope every time we have somebody on that's like, oh, I have his cell phone number because nobody can get a hold of him on Facebook. I, I don't know anybody that knows how to contact him. I used to. I mean, he, him and I went to a Kansas basketball game together. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like a date. It was very weird. Know. My mom dropped me off at his house. <laughs> <laughs> and I, said, I haven't been to games since 1997 when Kansas played Niagara, and the dude went to his back room and pulled out a composition notebook and had the box score for that game, <laughs> and not the newspaper box score. He keeps his own box score yeah. and pulled it out. And Where was it. his house at? Where did he, um, he lived in Fairway. Oh wow! Yeah, not by Rainy Day Books, yeah. and uh, yeah, was he, he was he like a weird hoarder house or like yes, yeah, very okay. much? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he I think he took his mom's house and every you know yeah. newspaper parcel was in that his doesn't house. shock yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. but I, I used to keep contact with him. Yeah, no, it's there's got to be. A I don't way. even know when he left O'Hara. I don't know if he was there. You would probably know better yeah, than I would. Nah, I don't remember. Yeah. 2010 or 12. But okay, yeah. not before then. But. I remember his first day there. Uh, as a faculty, we always had, before you all came to school, we always had meetings for two, three days. Yeah. And there, some of the meetings were to get to know one another. 
So here comes in this real tall guy, you know, you know what he <laughs> looks yeah. like. And he sits down and he's just very quiet and we're sitting at the table. And the first question was, what's your strongest characteristic? <laughs> and he says, my sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know the guy at all. And so I'm going, this guy? <laughs> and then, Lurch over here? Yeah. <laughs> He wasn't wrong, though. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Well, I guess then uh, to piggyback off that, we'll change the question up a little bit for you, George. Who was your favorite colleague, I guess, that you worked with? Oh, that was a good question. Oh, there's so many, really. Don't demo us. Let's start with the least favorite. (laughs) Let's start with the least favorite and eliminate them. Yeah, there we go. No, you know, I know that most of them would probably be listening to this. You got any good Mr. Shelton stories? (laughs) He hired him. Did you really? You hired Mr. Shelton? What was that like? What was that interview? He doesn't want to cop to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no judgment. Like, I've, I'm genuinely curious, like, what that interview was like. There, was there an interpretive dance? <laughs> <laughs> no. J- just put it this way, there were, there were some real uh, hesitations on my part. Mm. Uh, just feelings. Sure. You know, yeah. and it was tough. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mr. Tucker. <laughs> well, he was... <laughs> He's passed too, I guess. Yeah, I had him that yeah. year. Died that was that an year. odd. Yeah. And as 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 odd as Mr. Tucker was, um, the guy who took over for him for the rest of the year was just as odd. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that, that, Mr. Stolov? For, first off, he looks like he and I are in the same spin class. <laughs> and, and his story was that he used to be like this Olympic cyclist, or like he was like in the Tour de France, but like the you know the minor leagues. Oh, really? Until he got hit by a bus, and then he joined my spin class. If you get my drift, um, he was an interesting cat. But he, uh, I think I don't know if I told this or not, but so we were in block scheduling the year that I had him. Uh, but <laughs> so he had this. Stop me if I have told this. No, no. He had this policy where uh, you turn your homework. He would give it to you throughout the year, but you would just turn it in at the end of the semester. Okay. So what does someone like me do? Wait. They don't do any homework. Right. So you have one block class to finish all your homework. I not only didn't have any of the worksheets, I had lost all the worksheets. So I literally went around the room, and I borrowed friends' sheets, and I went to the library and photocopied them for $0.10 cents a piece. But I would, like, white out the name, and then they could rewrite their name back, and then I would write my name on the photocopy. I got away with it for, like, 80% of the worksheets. <laughs> and then he finally he looks at this way. He's like, aha, I caught you. You're cheating. And I was like, yep, just, it's just that one, just though. That one. And he, I got away with it. <laughs> Why does that? I had to go to the bathroom eight times this period. He has it. He's been in the library photocopying other people's work. Anyways, long tangent. I yeah, apologize. No, you're fine. Um, I'll, okay. Go ahead. I'll answer. There are a lot of people who I really enjoy working sure. with. Absolutely. One, that, one that stands out in my mind, he, and he just passed recently, is uh, Steve McCoy. Uh, he worked with the special needs kids. And Steve had basically his body you know he everything was wrong with it you know he had everything going against him but his heart was just so genuine and i mean he just made the students and the other teachers just feel so comfortable around him and you you could feel his love you know and you're going here's a person that's given nothing in terms of his body outward appearance. Give us some perspective on that cuz I don't know who Steve McCoy is. So maybe the listener like what You know Jessica McCoy though, right? Uh, yeah. Her dad. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when he, did he, he when would he have taught there? 
later on. The last at, five years of his existence. Okay. Okay. He taught at Hickman Mills okay. and then retired from there. And he and his wife were kind of team taught the special needs program. Uh, fire, it was the called. Fire Foundation, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just, you know, like I said, just recently. But okay. he, was, he was just a person that was just there for the kids. He could interact with any, anybody there. Uh, just a real genuine person. Awesome. Um, well, uh, I think we got what one more here. So, Chad, uh, uh, continuing our tradition of not having troublemakers on this show. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most trouble you ever got in at O'Hara? Uh, or at home, maybe. Just, <laughs> yeah. just like Pat said, he didn't have a party at my house. I didn't get in too much trouble in high school. But just like yesterday in Vegas, I've gotten a lot more trouble as I got older. So the story would be... How I got fired from over there. Oh, there oh, we yeah. go. Well, you, I didn't even know you got fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have led with that. Yeah. So, this is when you're coaching softball? Yeah, I mean, it was 2010. Um, it was that Bacha argument. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was working at 24 Hour Fitness on the side, and I worked the night shift. Mm-hmm. So I was up all night, and um, we had just lost a district game. Very heartbreaking. My brother got picked off from first base. That sucked, oh, no. too. But anyway, I, I, I turned around, and sort of as the same as the St. Michael's fiasco was going on, this was ahead of then, Tom McGuire was getting let go, and I was just furious about that. And after we lost, we have a long bus ride back from Harrisville. I'm sitting there, and I was like, what administration, you know, was there today? I was like, oh, no, nobody. And I thought, did they come to any game right. the entire year? So I sent out this email to the entire administration. <laughs> At that time, it was Dr. Red, so nobody knows him. He's not really O'Hara, so we won't even mention him. But right, um, said, hey, I'd like to talk with everybody. Um, you know, I'm available then. Please look, reach out, out to me. All of them except Dr. Red got back to me. Nice. He didn't even email. So after working the night shift, at 24 Hour Fitness, I was steaming. You know, it was like Monday morning. I wrote this long email, ton of missed typos. <laughs> didn't make sense. And I just fired off how bad he was like the ugly stepdad that came in O'Hare and how much he sucked and how much he's ruining our culture. And after, I mean, it was long. I said, you know what? I can't go out like this. I was like, I'm going to CC every teacher at O'Hara. <laughs> and I, I sent the message to him, but I copied all the teachers on it. And I'm not kidding you. As soon as that afterwards, I got just a ton of texts and that from other teachers. Because I was subbing what at was the time, too. What was his position? He was, his... he was a principal. He was, he was principal. in between okay. after Bowman got fired. Okay. And they hired him. And then in between, I think, Mr. O'Connor. Okay. And I was uh... like, you don't belong here and i told him he doesn't belong and we can't right. go on all that but i just told him how much he sucked <laughs> and how much he wasn't there for people yeah yet he's getting rid of tom mcguire who's been there for people all the time who tom mcguire was at a lot of our games and at that game when we lost and i right. said i'm really tired of you're getting rid of teachers that are here for the kids in these moments and you're nowhere to be found in these moments and i go but you are there when they mess up yeah. And you tell them they did wrong, and you tell them you punished them. I go, but you're not in those moments that, to take care of them and say, it's okay, you lost, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Tom McGuire was there in that moment. He was never there all year. I let him know about it, and every other teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and all. So he called me in his office, fired me. I, I needed to get going. I was t- subbing at, what, 25? Sure. So it was sort of a reason, like, hey, I kind of need to get moving anyway without quitting. But right. um, I knew exactly what I was doing when I copied all So what did he have to say when he called you in there? He was, he was like, I compared him. I was like, ah, 
Oh, now you hit me on the spot. Oh, no, I compared my dad to Christ-like, and I said, you're the farthest thing from it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so you're telling me I'm not a holy man? I said, I'm probably not in my God's eyes. <laughs> so he fired me on the on spot. The spot. And yeah, like, that'll happen. Turned over my keys. But whatever. Did you, did you get any uh, attaboys from, uh, from oh, anybody yeah. else? Ev- everybody. Yeah. Everybody was So it wasn't just you that I felt did. that way. Nope. You were just the one that voiced it. I voiced yeah. it. Even Mrs. Care. Red emailed Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy too. <laughs> the the, the Zen father to my left, I did not get many of his qualities. I got definitely my mother's side and did not care to express those opinions. Uh, well, George, your son okay. just described you as Christ-like, so <laughs> I'm not sure how much trouble you could have gotten at O'Hara, but I guess if there was something, let's hear it. I don't know if you'd say this is getting in trouble, but I don't know if you all remember, but I used to have prayer services in the chapel where we moved the benches to yeah, the outside mm-hmm, uh-huh. and, sure, yeah. and and everybody lay on the floor yep. and turn off the lights and and I would I had a prayer service I usually have a couple of readings usually there were anecdotes and maybe a scripture or two and uh, then some popular music well you y'all remember Mrs. Schrader she just yeah. passed oh, yeah. away yeah. recently yeah. well during the seventh period, sometimes she, if the student didn't show up, she would go around handing out notes to the people who were uh, – they, they had maybe, hey, call mom when you get off or something mm-hmm. like that. Somebody would know. So here it's dark, and we're in there, and they're laying around. She walks into the chapel, and she just steps over the bodies, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and comes up and gives me – pass these out when you're done. You know, like, oh, God, what is she going to think? You know? <laughs> so that's the most – I didn't get in any trouble. I but, can't but, imagine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have nothing else, guys. Is there, uh, is there anything else we want to go out on? Any, anything else that uh, sticks out while we got the opportunity? Anything no. else you guys want to add while you're here? Thanks for inviting us. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I really appreciate yeah. it. I and I've enjoyed the the previous yeah. podcast, you know, with Demo and yeah. and there are so many people, you know, the Herringers, you know, both oh, yeah, no, Mr. Yeah, and Mrs. Yeah. Herringer taught there. Yeah, uh, you know, just a they have a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of stories to tell. So yeah, no, we definitely have a, a guest list that we're trying to work yeah. our way through. So yeah. uh, well, hopefully it'll go on for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, yeah, we should have fun. All right, well then uh, we'll say goodbye and say Saint John Baptist de La Salle. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Live Jesus in our hearts forever. forever. Bye, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.